Hey, welcome to the Therapy Thoughts Podcast. This is Tiffany Rowe. I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor and psychology teacher. I own Mindful Counseling in Orem, Utah, and I'm on a mission to break down mental health stigma. Therapy Thoughts is a podcast all about helping you love yourself and make peace with your mind, body, and food. I'll share some education, tips, interviews, and tools from my clinical experience so you can improve your mental health. Stay tuned as we change the mental health game and talk all about therapy. What's up, my friends? Episode six of Therapy Thoughts. Today, we're going to jump into a topic that I am very passionate about. This is less of a introductory topic like the previous five podcast episodes. I want to introduce you to intuitive eating. And the reason I'm really passionate about intuitive eating and talk about this with every client I meet is because this is kind of my niche. I focus on treating women who have body image issues, who don't like themselves, have a history of dieting, uh, women with full-blown eating disorders, and most women who have disordered eating. So my whole approach is helping you love yourself, love your body, love your relationship with food. And I mean, general mental health plays into all of that. So I talk about you know, how to deal with emotions, how to feel anxiety, how to take care of yourself, because stuff with food is never about food. So it's not like I can just talk about food or just talk about body image and help my clients. I talk all things mental health. But today I want to talk specifically about your relationship with food and how intuitive eating can be a part of that. So this tends to bring up a ton of questions for people I'm not going to dive into diet culture today. I'm going to do a whole separate podcast on that. But I mean, it it becomes controversial because I'm talking about ditching dieting, dropping out of the whole dieting cult and looking at a new way of relating to food. And I understand that this will ruffle people's feathers and it can be controversial. So here's my disclaimer. You do you. And if this calls to you, I'm going to give you some details. I'm going to tell you my experience and hopefully um, give you a place to start Uh, But if not, you know, that's okay. This is something else you can just learn about and maybe will help other people in your lives. So here's what's up with intuitive eating. One, 90% of diets fail after one year. And the research is blatant. 95 plus, 95% and more of diets don't work within a five-year period. So if you go check up on anyone who's done, you know, a diet, Paleo, Keto, Atkins, Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, blah, 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 blah. These folks will gain back all of the weight that they initially lost plus more. I mean, just look around you, right? I mean, anyone who's gone on diets has to continue to pursue them. We gain back the weight. Dieting is also the main risk factor for developing an eating disorder. One in four dieters will progress to an eating disorder. And I have a lot of beef with eating disorders. I personally had anorexia and bulimia uh, almost 12 years ago. I've been in full recovery for 12 years. And so that's what started me on this whole path of becoming a counselor and getting into intuitive eating because I, my life was at risk. So I had to recover and I had to figure out how to have a relationship with food that wasn't obsessive and diet pills and dieting and counting, right? I had to ditch out of that. And now I'm really passionate about educating other people. Hey, one in four of us dieters are going to develop an eating disorder. And eating disorders are a problem because if you think about any disorder of the mind, any mental illness, 
depression, bipolar, anxiety, schizophrenia. Eating disorders kill more people than any other mental illness. And so that's why we have to talk about dieting. That's why we have to talk about intuitive eating and your relationship with food. Because eating disorders are real. They're life-threatening. And they're a big threat. So something else that's really bothersome to me, 46% of 9 to 11-year-olds, kids, 46% of them are sometimes or very often on a diet. And then 90% of women are on a diet on a regular basis. And if we're looking at men, that's 47 to 72% of men. So dude, dieting, it is such a lifestyle. And I'm going to tackle that more in depth in another podcast. But let me tell you about intuitive eating and how we're going to use that to kind of combat all of these dieting statistics I just told you about. Intuitive eating aims to reconnect us to our instinct and to our intuition. It's all about getting you back in touch with your body's own signals. No more rules, no more punishment, no more counting, no more all or nothing black or white thinking, right? Intuitive eating is all about listening to your body and the messages your body gives you. It wants you to feel good in your body as a result of your food choices, so here's a couple, you know, facts versus myth, myths. Intuitive eating is all about having a great relationship with food. I want you to think about how you relate to food, just like you would a relationship with another person. Is it calm, trusting, flexible? Do you listen? Or is it chaotic and abusive and all or nothing? And I hate you. I'm breaking up with you. I'm getting back with you. I'm never talking to you again. And then you like can't take it. So you get back with the person. It's the same with food. We all do that. So intuitive eating is is trying to heal that relationship with food. Uh, intuitive eating is all about getting back in tune with your body. I mean, most of us have starved ourselves and abused ourselves with diet after diet and all these rules about food. And so we have no ideas what our body, what our bodies are even telling us. We're just trying to kind of like follow what we've heard, you know on a Netflix documentary or in magazines. So intuitive eating builds trust and love for ourselves. That's the whole guide, that you can trust yourself. And intuitive eating really challenges diet rules. Um, Most of us have worshipped dieting rules for a long, long time. If I asked you to write down, you know, what are all the rules you believe about food? I'm sure a lot of us would have the same types of things. A lot of us have heard a dieting rule like, hey, you're not supposed to eat after this time at night. Like says who? That's just a dieting rule, right? So intuitive eating is going to challenge stuff like that and say, hey, listen to your body. Um, It's also very liberating. It gives us unconditional permission to eat food. And if this is a new idea to you, you're probably tripping. I understand. I was there. Remember, I was heavy into diet culture. So much so I had all the eating disorders. I was obsessed. Um, So I remember how crazy that sounded. I'm with you. But listen, listen, hear me out. Intuitive eating honors your wants and needs for nourishment. It isn't another thing to be perfect at. It's, it's really all about honoring who you are. It's a really flexible way of relating to food. And it's way more than just eating when you're hungry and just stopping when you're full. So it's a fluid, compassionate relationship to yourself, to your body's needs. Um, here's a couple myths. Intuitive eating does not mean you eat on the couch only eating Twinkies forever and ever and ever. And I think that's the number one fear people have. They're like, but I'm an overeater. I have to follow rules. Or, no, I'm a sugar addict, which 
I'll save that for a whole nother podcast. It doesn't mean that. This isn't a free-for-all. This isn't a give-up. I don't care about myself, right? It's not anti-health. In fact, it's pro-health. That's why we're trying to approach this, because we know the risks of dieting. We know that when you when you engage in dieting over and over and you yo-yo in your weight, it increases your risk. It is a risk factor for cardiovascular disease and a slew of other physical problems, not to mention a big risk factor for eating disorders. It's pro-health. It's all about you nourishing your body in a way that your body needs. Um, it's not a mindless approach to having a relationship with food. It's, it's connected and intuitive and really uh, thoughtful. It also is not aiming to change your weight. And I think that's frustrating for people. I remember that. I was really scared of starting this. And what if I gained weight? Um, because I had all kinds of assumptions about what some, ga- uh, some weight gain might mean. So intuitive eating isn't saying, hey, you have to have a bigger body size. It's also not saying you have to have a smaller body size. Um, it's, it's saying when you listen to your body and you feed it nourishing foods and you naturally strive for balance and variety, your body's going to be exactly what it's supposed to be. When you have movement that feels good and you exercise in a healthy way um, and you're not in these extremes back and forth, your body's going to be exactly what it should be. Um, I like to think about, you know, dogs. Dogs have all different types of body types. Um, I have a Boston Terrier and a French Bulldog, and even they have different body types. Um, Like a Poodle versus a a Mastiff versus a Terrier. I mean, we can't expect all of these dogs to have the same body type. And even if, you know, they're dieting and not eating much food and are trying to lose weight, they're still going to have a different body type. And that's the same with us. We have different genetic genetic makeups, um, different histories. We're raised in different environments, different cultures, different socioeconomic statuses. We have so many factors that are going to play into, you know, food accessibility and our body size. And so I think it's really, really crazy that media has told us there is, you know, one body type we're all supposed to have. And we're supposed to have it by any means necessary. And intuitive eating really rejects that and says, hey, learn to respect your body and feed it and move it in a way that's going to make you be exactly where you're supposed to be. Um, And I know you're probably having questions on this. Maybe this really rings true to your heart. Maybe this makes you defensive. I just ask you to kind of notice that and kind of see what your experience is as you hear about intuitive eating. This, um, This approach to having a relationship with food is not a diet. Therefore, uh, there's no like short term, 30 days, here's your results. This is this is the long haul. Um, And let me call out that a lot of diets today say that they're a lifestyle change. Um, Everyone knows diets don't work. We know the research that 95% plus gain back all the weight plus more. So people are now starting to label all of these diets as, you know, lifestyle changes or whatever. Um, So they can be very, very tricky. Intuitive eating doesn't have like these promises of a diet. It doesn't have this like in this amount of time, you're going to lose this much weight because it's not about that. Remember, this is about connecting to yourself, healing your relationship with food, not being obsessed and having true long-term health. So the first principle and approach is you have to reject that diet mentality. I mean, can't we can't really talk about dieting and intuitive eating separately. I mean, there there's 
a reason we want to turn to intuitive eating. And so the first principle, it's not a rule, it's a principle, a guidepost, um, is to reject the diet mentality. So before I dive into this, this weekend on mindfulcounselingschool.com, I'm releasing a course on intuitive eating. It's going to be an hour plus of me breaking down exactly how to do all of this. Um, But I'll just give you one idea for each of the principles today since we don't have much time together. For rejecting the diet mentality, my first guide for you would be unfollow all the fitspo, all the diet pressure, all the comparison posts that you um, follow on social media. Get rid of them. Um, We want you to challenge that diet mentality and challenge diet culture. And so this is one way to reject the diet mentality. Now, this is tough stuff. It takes my clients about nine months to really get on board with having ditched the diet mentality, but it's going to be really, really difficult to adopt intuitive eating if you're still hell-bent on dieting. So that's the first approach. Um, I'm going to go far more in-depth and give you real-life applicable tools on how to do that on my course this weekend. The next principle is honoring your hunger. So many of my clients and I myself, I remember just hating my hunger, like, why am I hungry? Like being annoyed at it. Um, But I want you to think about your hunger as your body telling you you need to eat. And that's a good thing. It's keeping you alive. It's telling you, hey, we need energy. Um, So we got to rebuild our trust by honoring our hunger. And so the one simple tip I'm going to tell you, and again, I'll go really in depth into this on my class, this online class I'm doing on Saturday, is to eat when you're hungry. I know it's a radical idea, but so many of us are like, no, I can't. It's only this, you know, it's 10 o'clock. I can't eat at 10 o'clock. I want you to eat if you're hungry. That would be one approach. And trust me, I know there's lots of questions and lots of like nuances when it comes to this topic. So this is just a brief intro. The third principle would be making peace with food. So food's not the enemy. Um, and any uncontrollable urges or chaos you have around food, I bet the research um, and, and the intuitive eating approach would help explain why you feel so chaotic around food or maybe even like you can only overeat or maybe you feel addicted to food. Um, you know, the research doesn't really support food addiction and making peace with food is an important part of healing your relationship with it. So I want you to call a truce, stop fighting with food Um, and one way you can do this is give yourself unconditional permission to eat a food type that you usually don't let yourself eat. Again, this is just a sprinkle on the cake of intuitive eating, y'all. We're going to be able to go really deep, dive deep into all of this. But if you want to make peace with food, maybe you don't let yourself eat cake. Let's stick with that. That would be one way of making peace with it is, you know what? I can eat cake all day, every day. And I promise you, if you eat cake for like three days all day, you're going to be so sick of cake, you'll never want to eat it again. And that's that's the idea of making peace with food. Um, having, having permission to eat food that you usually don't let yourself eat. Uh, the next principle is challenging the food police. I have to do this all the time with like real people in my life, people who are like commenting on my food, commenting on my body. But this is more speaking to the thoughts in your head that are always micromanaging your relationship with food. Whatever thoughts you have about food, um, if you experience a lot of guilt and shame after you're eating, this would be a really 
important part of intuitive eating for you. Challenging those food police. So simply the, the task I'll give you for the podcast is to say no to thoughts in your head that are hating on you for the food you eat. So if you eat that piece of cake and the thoughts, the food police in your head are like, wee, wee, you're bad. Like you're a horrible person. Ugh, don't buy that. It's all or nothing thinking. It's not helping your mental health. It's not helping you have a good relationship with food. And in fact, it's setting you up to fail. The fifth principle is respecting your fullness. And this this can be hard to navigate for a lot of us because we are so used to dieting, which really tells us what to do and how to do it and when to do it. Intuitive eating is rather, it rather says, hey, you you be your own guide. You're the expert. Trust yourself. And it's saying when you're full, you don't have to eat anymore. Um, And I'm going to give you lots of tips and tricks in my course for how to do that. But one tip I'll give you for the podcast is just pause in the middle of your meal and ask yourself, what's your current level of fullness? Try to tap into the sensations in your body. The The sixth principle is discover the satisfaction factor of eating. Like, dude, when's the last time you had permission to just be satisfied? We're not advocating for gluttony. We're not advocating for the case of the efforts. Screw it. I'm never caring about health again. I mean, it's not an extreme all or nothing approach, but we want you to enjoy eating. You're supposed to enjoy eating. Eating is a rewarding experience. And I'm not saying eating's all reward, but it is a rewarding experience. It feels good. It's a nurturing and pleasurable and satisfying experience. And so we want to help you have that. We want you to be satisfied. So one thing I would say um, to support you in discovering the satisfaction of eating is to eat a food that gives you pleasure and feel the satisfaction that accompanies it. I would kind of close my eyes and be like, how do I know this is satisfying? And just tune into that. The seventh principle is honor your feelings without using food. Now, it is okay if you emotionally eat sometimes. This isn't a diet, and emotional eating isn't a bad thing in and of itself. We are not robots. You are supposed to have emotions. And eating for comfort is okay sometimes. Now, the problem is if you only do that, if you numb out, and turning to food becomes a a very big numbing and avoidance behavior, and you avoid emotion, and you avoid life using food, we don't want that. But it's okay to celebrate using food. It's okay to have you know, something that's really satisfying and pleasurable if you need that. So it's not inherently bad, but we also want you to find other ways to deal with feelings. So one tip I'd give you with honoring your feelings without using food all the time is next time you're, you want to turn to food for an emotional reason, let's say it's a breakup, you could stop and say, what do I really need? Is it food? And if it is, cool. But maybe it's comfort or connection or intimacy or rest or you need to cry, or you need to go move your body, right? Um, and so that's just one prompt for how to honor your feelings without using food. The eighth principle is respecting your body. And I talked a bit about this earlier, actually. It's all about kind of recognizing that dog analogy. Hey, I have my own set of genetic markers. It's never going to be another body, and I better find a connection and respect for the body that I have. I got to respect my shape, my image, and what my body can do. Um, If you want more on this, go check out my body image podcast a couple episodes back. Um, I've gotten lots of good feedback on that one. 
So one way to respect your body is to accept your genetic blueprint. Uh, think about your shoe size, just like your shoe size is whatever size it is. You wouldn't expect to realistically squeeze into a smaller shoe size. Um, that would be uncomfortable and really not possible. So think of your body in the same way. You have kind of this range. And if you're not starving yourself on a diet and if you're not, you know, wiling out, binging hardcore, then your body's going to stay in the range it needs to be. So build that respect. So I would say make a list of what your body can do. Not how it looks, not how much it weighs, not its pant size, but respect your body for what it does for you. Okay, the ninth principle, my friends. Exercise, feel the difference. I love this. I remember when I was, you know, in my eating disorder, I would exercise no matter how I felt. Um, And I would exercise hard to the point of exhaustion and like beat myself up if I wasn't going faster, stronger. Um, We don't want you to do that. That's not healthy. That defeats the purpose. So stop using exercise as punishment and tune into how exercise feels. So don't let how your body looks stop you from certain types of exercise. I have so many clients who are like, oh, I love swimming, but I'm not going to put on a bathing suit. Like, that's a shame, man. That's a, that's such a loss. I really am against the fact that it's like only certain body types get privileged and get to do what they like in the world. That's crazy. Same with like yoga. I have clients who are always saying, oh, I can't do yoga. I don't look good in, you know, stretchy pants. So again, I don't agree with that. And I want to support you in doing the exercise that you love doing. Let's say you have no rhythm and you cannot dance, but you love it and it sounds fun to you. Go do it. So exercise doesn't have to be running on the treadmill if you don't like that. Um, So think about some exercise that you would love to do and give yourself permission to do it. It doesn't matter if you're not good at it. It doesn't matter how you look. That exercise is not punishment. That you get to feel how good exercise is for your body because we want you to do that. The last principle, principle 10 of intuitive eating is honor your health. Um, This is a gentle nutrition We want you to strive for foods that taste good and that foods of all types fit in a normal, balanced diet. It's not normal to eat no sweets and no carbohydrates and no fat and no gluten. Like that's that's not a a balanced relationship with food. So all foods fit. But we want you to not just be mindless um, and say F it, though you might go through kind of a rebellious stage and intuitive and I'll talk about that in my course but get foods in that are full of nourishment energy and health we want you to make food choices that honor your health and your taste buds and make you feel well so you don't have to have a quote-unquote perfect diet to be a healthy person and you're not all of a sudden going to be deficient in nutrients or gain weight from a snack or a meal or a day or even a week of you know eating a variety of foods or eating more sweets or eating more carbs or overeating. It's what we do consistently over time that counts. So this is a progress, not perfection approach to your relationship with food. It is about health. It is about a long-term healthy space between your body, your mind, and your relationship with food. I've done this personally. I've been there. I get the questions. I get the resistance. I get the fears. Um, If you want more, please Stay tuned. This Saturday, I'm going to release my intuitive eating course 
Um, it's going to be in-depth. I'm going to give you prompts and journal questions and things and action items so that you can start to heal this relationship with food. Um, I've done this for 12 years. I really believe in it and uh, hope that you find this helpful. So on mindfulcounselingschool.com, I'll release that course. My courses are only 50 bucks. It's a way more budget and time friendly way of kind of getting all the education and support and therapy without, you know, doing the formal therapy thing, which I still absolutely do, but I want to make this accessible for everyone. So come check me out, mindfulcounselingschool.com. You can follow me on Instagram at mindfulcounseling. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed this intuitive eating podcast. Uh, download, subscribe, leave a review. And until next time, may you be well. I appreciate you tuning in and supporting the Therapy Thoughts podcast. If you want to dive deeper into intuitive eating and body image and self-love, head over to tiffanyrow.com. It's the hub of all of my courses, the podcast, my merch, and information about doing counseling and coaching with me. I hope you guys stick around for more. We have lots of exciting interviews and thought leaders coming onto the podcast. So until next time, may you be well.